let's be radically honest. There's a reason why you decided to become the professional or entrepreneur that you are today. Is it safe to say that it wasn't to be away from those you love or sacrifice yourself and your health while doing it? What if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working harder? What if stress and overwhelm were a thing of your past? Entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of comparison and imposter syndrome so that you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Woohoo, woohoo. Thank you so much and welcome to my show this week here on Inspired Choices Network. My name is Ranchelle Van Bryce. I'm so excited to be with you here today. And as always, I can't wait to share with you my to the topic of dis the discussion, which is the impact that words have. Uh, in the show title, I talk about how you can change that. And, you know, um, really what I wanted to, to say, one title I was like, stop being so flippin' sensitive, right? That was one. And the other one was like sticks and stones may, you know, feel like they break our bones, but we actually have a choice. And that was just too long of a title so I could do that. What's my point? My point is there is absolutely energy that goes behind words. And we absolutely sometimes will feel the effect of those words, right? On our person, on our personality. Sometimes our feelings are hurt. Um, but there's also below the surface of when someone says something and we're wounded, and it's usually our, the child within us that's wounded, the truth is that there is an actual energy behind words. And so really, I think when, um, when we're affected by the outcome of words, meaning thoughts become things, uh, thoughts, feelings, emotions, words that we say can become things. That's what I want to talk about. So there's like so many levels to this, so many facets of information uh, that I want to share here. And so like always, hold on to your seats. We're going to go for a ride. We're going to have some fun. Uh, I, uh, I talk fast. If you, this is the first time you join me, here's what I want you to know. Uh, if you receive one thing that you resonate with, that's fan absolutely fantastic. And I hear lots, you talk so fast and you talk so much. Yes, yes, I do. And whatever you hear is what you're meant to hear, right? You will uh, more than likely not be able to retain everything that I say. And it's okay because lucky for you and lucky for me, I'm here every week not going anywhere. So you can always come back and you can always come back and listen to the replay here on Inspired Choices Network or one of your other favorite platforms because, you know, here I am live to join you today. So uh, in the intro, I talk about sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. It's a famous nursery rhyme. Uh, and it really was to help increase a child's resiliency by implying that physical pain is worse than emotional, psychological, or spiritual pain. The concept was to dismiss the uh, impact that words have on us. And again, in theory, that sounds fantastic. So for example, if someone says something to you and it doesn't bother you, it has no influence on you. I mean, that's a fantastic way for us to show up. So we don't take shit personal. And there is a way uh, to go about doing that. There's an actual process that I use so I don't take things personal. So there's, there's that aspect of it. But there's also the negative aspect of um, the energy behind the words, right? So for example, I hear this all the time. Ranchelle, I love coaching, but I hate, I hate business. I love coaching, but Facebook drives me nuts. Now think about this from the energetic perspective. If you don't like something and or you don't like someone, let's uh, let me be like I use this example lots. 
Have you ever said to your children, I love you so much, but I hate this about you? Chances are, chances are no. Imagine how that would be received by someone that you love. Well, then why would you say that about your business or your profession or your career, right? Because here's the thing, everything has energy, including what we think are inanimate objects or things like our business. We can create an incredible relationship with our career choice, with our profession. And if you say things like that, there is definitely an energetic impact that you have on your business. Imagine every day saying, I hate marketing, I hate marketing, I hate marketing. And then you need to go build a marketing funnel because guess what, folks? (laughs) We need to do marketing if we want a business. So you say, I hate marketing, and then you go to build you know, said marketing funnel, how easy do you think it's going to be for you to create a marketing funnel? Chances are not easy at all. (laughs) Why is that? It's because you keep on talking about something that you don't like. Now, again, there's so many layers to this. There's the impact of saying the words, I hate this part of my business. And I'm going to use marketing because that's what I hear lots. I hate marketing. Um, So there's this impact of not wanting to do marketing and the impact that has on even your desire to do marketing. And so that's the first piece. The second piece is when you go to create said funnel and you come from a place of, uh, so I'm going to say the word um, hate, right? It's a strong word. In fact, we weren't allowed to use that word in my house with my kids. Couldn't use the word hate. Had to come up with something uh, different. So if you think of it from that perspective where you hate something and you go to do that. So not only do you have resistance, but chances are your your creativity, your maybe out of the box thinking, your ability to attract what you want is null and void because of using the words, I don't like, or I hate marketing, or I don't like sales. And those are the ones that I hear the most about uh, in businesses that people don't like sales and people don't like marketing. So imagine, imagine trying to create something from this, this distaste in your mouth of something that you don't like doing. There's going to be huge resistance. With resistance comes procrastination. With then with procrastination, you're under the wire and then you're creating something under pressure. Now, some people work really well under pressure some, and some people don't. But this kind of pressure may not be the kind of pressure that would move you forward would uh, up-level your business because it's under the pressure of, I don't like to do something and I have to do it because I own my business. The other thing that could happen is if you keep on telling yourself that you don't like this part of your business and you're in business and you go to hire someone to do it, what, what, what I see over and over again is at the abdication of the responsibility of the sales and marketing, meaning I don't want to do it. People will say, I don't like to do it. I'm not good at it. I don't want to. And then they go to hire someone to do it. But there's the energy of lack even behind hiring it. And it's not about pretending you love it, but I would dig a little bit further. So my question to you is what about specifically we'll say marketing or what about sales don't you like? What is your resistance in those particular components of business, right? And 
what's behind all that. There's so many layers to this piece of it, right? So what are you resisting in it? What's going on? So lots of times, if uh, we were together and you were in front of me, in order to unpack this, that would be the first question I would have for you is, what about marketing don't you like? Now, it could be something like uh, a missing skill set, meaning I've done, so people say to me, well, I, I don't like, um, Facebook's changed their algorithm over and over again, and I don't understand the technology. Well, okay, that's different than I hate marketing. What, what you're saying is there's a skill set that you don't have, and you're frustrated in the lack of skill set. Do you feel the difference in the energy of I hate marketing to I don't have this skill set and I'm frustrated because I don't have this skill set? There is a different resonance. There's a different energy that goes out into the ethers, into the world. Because if you say I hate marketing, right, why would the universe put in front of you all the incredible things that could happen in marketing, all the incredible ways to create a sexy marketing plan if you hate marketing. The universe is like, oh, she doesn't like marketing. So we're just gonna let her stay in this resistance of marketing and not, not show her this beautiful pool over here of marketing pleasure, because it can be pleasurable, right? We don't look at it that way. But what if you did? What if you looked at it Right. And you went, well, wouldn't that be cool? So a lack of a skill set or a lack of understanding is different than disliking or I'll use that word. The H word is just is different than hating something. Now, let's even dig down a little bit deeper. People will say to me, share with me, I, you know, I'm frustrated because this faces algorithm. You know, I can't figure it out. Pause for a moment. Think about this. You can't figure out Facebook's algorithm. Okay. Maybe it's because you're not supposed to fucking figure it out. Like truly, why are you trying to figure out Facebook's algorithm? Facebook hires geniuses so you don't figure out their algorithms. And the more that marketing people, the, the they, whoever the hell they are, they are, and try to like black hat this, right? Meaning covertly try to figure shit out and overcome what Facebook is doing, they have to change the algorithm again. Why don't you just accept the algorithm of Facebook? Because it's pretty damn easy. Here's the algorithm. Ready? Take note. What time is it? It's 3.11 here in uh, Red Deer, Alberta live. So, you know, if you have to like make note at 3.11 Mountain Standard Time, Take note, here's what Facebook's all about. It's a social platform and they want you to be social and they want you to share your life and they want you to share information and tidbits and like cat stories and photos, right? And they want to explore what that looks like. They want you to develop your communication skills, right? They want you to be able to, um, uh, yeah, to share. It's a playground, right? They want you to have fun. And the more you try to sell on it, the more you try to like promo, promo this, promo that, promo this, promo that, the more that you try to like buy this, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, 
This is why it's more difficult for people to see your posts because you had people in the marketing industry who just were trying to have you try to sell stuff, right? Now, Ken, is there a way that you can create authority? Is there a way that you can establish that you know what you're talking about on Facebook? Is there a way to connect, right? And is there a way to be the leader that you are on Facebook? A hundred percent. And it has little to do with calls to actions or CTAs that the marketing people are telling you what to do. Facebook is a playground. Go out and have some fun and play. That's, that is really as simple as it can be, right? Do you know why they show more cat photos, baby photos, dog photos, memes on there? Because that's what they want. They want, you to, they want you to share. They want you to, they want people to feel good when you're on Facebook. Now, there is a whole other like realm of, what kind of other things are going on, you know, meaning like the dopamine effects that happen when we go on Facebook, that is real as well. And this isn't the place for it other than to know that Facebook wants you to post things that make people feel good. And if you post things that make people feel good and you don't try to sell things, invite people, absolutely sell stuff, no. And in fact, they make it so difficult for you that less than 1% of, of your friends on your Facebook, and I'm just talking about your own personal profile, will see it. If you want to sell things on Facebook, they make it really simple, not easy. They make it simple. Buy an ad. Pretty damn easy. There you go. Facebook 101 shared with you in seven minutes or less by Ranchelle Van Bryce here on Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle because that's really as simple as it, it needs to be, right? So when we're talking about these different aspects of marketing, so I'll go back to marketing, you know, and you say, I'm, I'm missing the skill set of marketing and you're trying to figure out how to fix the algorithm. That's not even a skill set you're trying to manipulate. And so when, when you are saying things, pay attention, not only to the words that you're saying, but the energy and the emotion and the beliefs. Now, it could be an empowering belief, or it could be a limiting belief behind what you're sharing, because that's what the universe hears. The universe hears the vibration of the sound, yes, but the universe hears even louder the emotional connection to what you're sending out. So it feels and hears your emotion. And your brain, your reticular activating system, kicks in. So if you say, I hate marketing, your brain is going to start to look for all the ways and means for you to hate marketing. Everything that trips you up, everything that you can't do, your brain will start to show you because you made that statement. So there's a different way to show up. So I'm going to go through, I'm going to share that with you after our first break. So thank you so much for joining me here. My name is Ranchelle. You are here with me today on Inspired Choices Network. And my show is Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. 
What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. Whether you're here with me live today or you're joining afterwards, it's certainly exciting to have you and your energy here with me. I appreciate you so very much for taking the time and hanging out with me. So before the break, I talked about the energy behind the vibration of the words, right, um, that we say, and I, you know, was referring back to, you know, from a business perspective, and often I hear, you know, from entrepreneurial women, how much they hate, and it's usually sales and marketing, or one and or the other. And, you know, what I talked about is the importance of being in awareness of the words that you're using, because maybe you don't hate marketing, but perhaps maybe you feel like you're missing the skill set of, um, let's say, Facebook as, as the example that I used. And then but just before the break, I talked about the fact that, you know, be in awareness of actually what you mean, because I'll hear from people that they feel like they're missing the skill set of Facebook, but really what they're trying to do is overcome or trick Akhat, the algorithm and Facebook. And there is an energy behind trickery as well, right? That would be maybe deception or deceit. So why are you trying to trick uh, something, an artificial intelligence? Why are you trying to trick something like Facebook? I mean, they hire these geniuses to create the algorithms for a reason. And every time you try to uh, trick the algorithm, they're going to change it. I mean, let's be real. How many changes have, we, changes have we had in the algorithm? And often people will say, oh, that's just because they want us to buy advertising. Well, yes, they do, because people were trying to sell on Facebook on their own personal profiles. They were just sell, 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 sell. Nothing wrong with that, except guess what? Facebook's playground is about having fun and they want you to feel good. And they don't want people to leave their sandbox because people were saying, oh, there's too much sales. There's too many people trying to sell stuff on Facebook. And so that's why they came up with an advertising platform. So if you wanted to sell, you could. That gives the user, the end user, the option of saying that they don't want ads like this or they don't want any advertising at all, right? And so the more that you try to trick something in business, the more it tends to come out and bite you in the ass. 
I mean, right? So, so that's the same in, in everything. So when we talk about what we like or what we don't like, and we're using words for descriptive purposes, like I hate sales, or I don't, I'm not good at sales, it's something I'll hear as well. And you know what, and, and, I, and I will talk about, that's not true. Everyone is great at promotions. Everyone is great at selling something. It's just a matter of why there might be resistance or where the resistance comes from in self-promotion or selling our own products and services, which for some people will feel different than self-promotion, which is why I used both of those, both of those terms, right? Because let me tell you, if I had a product that I knew cured X disease. So, right. So my mom has had two open heart surgeries and, um, and so hers was from a childhood disease, right? She, I would, and there was a cure for that. It was a cure, you know, so her heart wasn't deteriorating. I would sell the hell out of that. Right. So it's not about not wanting to sell something, but the energy that we feel the limiting belief that we have behind the reason why we resist sales. And often when I say, you know, why don't, what's going on with sales? You know, when was the last time you felt you were sold to? Everyone has a, an example, a story of how they felt that they were taken advantage of and they bought something that they didn't buy. So there's a lack of, of wanting to accept our own responsibility. There's a lack of accountability in people where they feel like they've been sold to and really what's happening is yes definitely there's uh this opportunity to sell right to but it's no one's forcing us to buy something so the resistance that we have is because everyone has had an opportunity there they feel like i i wouldn't have bought that but i bought that under pressure Right. And so we're abdicating our own responsibility for being an adult, for making decisions, for having choices, for using our voice, for saying no. We abdicate that. And we immediately, with our brain, what happens is we go to sales are bad. Rather than taking a moment and taking a pause and going, holy shit, maybe I shouldn't have bought that thing. What was in it within me that had me feel like I had to buy that? Right. So if I was to ask that question, it would be like, well, I want that person to like me. There's my people pleasing ranch out that popped up or I felt like I needed to have it because I didn't have it. And I was feeling like I wasn't smart enough. So I bought that thing, hoping it was going to make me smarter. And guess what? It didn't because that actually wasn't the challenge. Right. So the moment we move into our own, we accept our own responsibility and we stop abdicating it. We stop blaming. We stop shaming everybody else. And we go, holy shit. Yeah, I bought that thing. No one made me. Uh, your world will change, right? And so there's that, that whole thing ar around the sales piece. So the, again, there's an energy of sales, an energy of sales people. So if I said to you, when I say salesperson, what do you think of most of you, not all of you, but most of you will go to something like, and I apologize beforehand, um, we'll go into insurance, used car salesperson, vacuum salesperson, right? And again, it's because even some of the wiring that the programming we might have from childhood is that our parents might have bought something that they felt they shouldn't have bought. And they are blaming what vacuum cleaner encyclopedia, right, door person who came to the door to sell something. So, you know, the thing is, we, we put so much emphasis on the meaning. So here's going to tie this next piece that there, there's so much emphasis on the meaning of a word 
and it brings up energy and the energy might be one that we love or might be a dissonant or energy that we're resistant to. So absolutely words do have, have impact, right? And it's just to be in awareness of what's the energy behind that, right? Um, I have a saying in my coaching practice, you know, when, uh, when someone's facing a challenge and their feelings are hurt or they're facing something in business and it's spiraling, spiraling them, you know, I'll share them with them that the only problems we have the, is the meaning that we give the problem. So let me dig into that. What do I mean by that? The only problem we have is the, the meaning that we give it. There are no problems, right? There are, there are only experiences. There's only the isness of it. And then we define what that means. And that can be the same with words, right? That can be the exact same thing with words. I'll give you an example so you kind of know of both what I'm talking about. So in my past, right, if someone uh, would have called me, uh, let me see, some sort of, you know, uh, derogatory word, right? Um, I'll use this one. If someone would have called me, so, you know, just I'm using this for explanation, a bitch, right? Uh, I would not have been offended whatsoever, right? Because uh, I sometimes can be. So there's that part of me that I know that is, uh, the word doesn't offend me at all, right? There's no meaning that I give to it, right? And, uh, and it doesn't hurt my feelings when someone calls me that, because if I'm behaving that way, there's often a reason. So I'm not legitimizing it. I'm not like giving myself excuses, but it's like, well, yeah, I totally was a bitch because, and then I would have the reason, not from an excuse perspective, right? But if someone said to me, oh, my God, you're so stupid, someone would call me stupid, I would have been hurt and offended and defensive. Now, why is that? Right. Because there's a part of me that's wounded about my intelligence. There's a part of me that so part of my limiting belief system, part of my always my core wounds is I'm not smart enough. So, of course, if someone called me stupid, I would take that personal. So you see the difference? Someone calls me a bitch. I'm like, yeah, whatever, right? Because yeah, there might that might be true, but I know at the core of who I am, and I'm not worried about, concerned about, you know, being a bitch. Yep, I can be. But if someone called me stupid, I would have been offended because that was part of my part of my core wound, right? That I'm not smart enough. I'm not intelligent. I'm not enough, and then I would have been offended. And the only difference is, is the meaning that I'm giving it. The only difference is what fears I might have attached to it, you know, um, what uh, core wounds I might have attached to those, what limiting beliefs I might, right? And it could be the same person that was speaking, but they used different words. They might even have the same tone, which wouldn't, it's not the tone. Sometimes it could be tone. It's not the tone, but it's the meaning that I give. If it's tone, it's because the meaning that we give what the tone means. Does that make sense? Don't take that tone with me. Have you ever heard that? Someone said, you, or you've said to someone, don't take that tone with me. And you go, what tone? I'm not taking a tone. <laughs> and you're like, that tone right there. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's what I mean. I can give meaning to a tone. You know, it's like when you text somebody and they read the words 
and they go, well, that was rude. And you're like, what? You might have been playful, playful tone. They can't, they can't understand tone over text, right? They might take all of those words and have a different context to it. So we absolutely 100% words have an impact. And the reason they have an impact is, so from an energetic universal law perspective, there's that. And then there's the whole, what meaning are we giving the words impact? So this is why the choice of words, you know, that, that we uh, use, the choice of words that we accept, the things that we hear, the emotions behind it are so very, very important. And that's, that, that is so much even science behind the impact of words, right? So it's one thing to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me because there's, could be the truth to that, a truth to that. But there's also the aspect of, no, there is an energy behind words and there is an impact of the words. So we go back into, oh, I just hit my mic. Sorry about that. If, so if we go back into the purpose of the nursery rhyme um, when we were kids was to build resiliency in us, right? Was so that if, if we were bullied, we wouldn't take it personal, right? So we built up that resiliency to it. We wouldn't take it personal. So it wouldn't hurt our feelings. So we wouldn't be so sensitive. And then there would be a reason why our families with love didn't want us to be sensitive. And it's, it's, um, it's that, follow that line there. It's that line of, and why weren't we supposed to be sensitive? Why shouldn't we be sensitive? Now, um, you know, I'll discuss that. In, I'll discuss that actually, because there's a, it's probably not a simple, it's not, it's not a simple answer. So before I discuss that, let me try this again. Before I discuss that, let's go to our next break. Uh, thank you again for joining me here on Inspired Choices Network. My name is Ranchelle, and you're listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. 
To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, so before the break, and before I abruptly went to break, <laughs> I was talking about the impact of the words and the meaning that we give the words. And I was going back to the nursery rhyme of, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. The, in the uh, intention was to create resiliency within us uh, so that if we were being bullied, that we wouldn't take it personal and why this was important that we didn't think take things personal. And so there's like two sides of the coin here, which is really, really interesting. And, and which is one of the reasons I, this is one of my favorite topics to, to discuss is so the resiliency part, you know, becomes about how peaceful our lives can be when we don't take things personal, how um, much serenity we can have when we don't take things personal. And I think the challenge that we've had is that people believe that <clears throat> a boundary that you create must mean that you take it personal if someone crosses the boundary. But you know, what if it was just a line, um, Oh, there was a show when I was growing up, kind of age myself, WKRP in Cincinnati, one of my favorite sitcoms. And I think it was Les Nessman who, uh, they, they had an open office space, right? And Les Nessman wanted his own office. So he duct taped or green taped and created an office by putting lines, right? Lines in the sand where walls and a, and a door would have been. But what if, so what if our boundaries were simply like that? Like what if it was a boundary where there was a line and someone crossed the line because they're going to, when you create a boundary, people are going to cross that. Even if you will them not to, we're human beings. We cross boundaries. We experiment right all the time. It doesn't mean that there's a lack of respect. It's my own personal opinion. It doesn't mean that there's a lack of love. Also my own um, personal opinion. What it means that is uh, the boundary has been crossed period exclamation mark. No need to have any other meaning behind it. So what if it was Les Nessman's line, someone crosses the boundary and you're not offended. You just go, oh, um, by the way, that was a boundary. Here's, where, here's why it was a boundary for me. Uh, let, let that go. Let that go, right? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Christine just put up an image for me of the Les Nessman. See, right? That's a great, I love that. Thanks, Christine. I love you so much. But here's the thing, right? What if that actually happened where we could just like, there's the line, you crossed it. Um, here's what's going on with me. We, we, when you take shit so personal, you lose like, nah, 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 you don't love me, nah, nah, you don't respect me. And it has nothing to do with that. What if it was just the isness of, oh, there's the line, you crossed it. How do we move forward? And there might be a, there might be a point in your life where you can't move forward. And there's no judgment in that either. It's just like line was crossed, line was crossed, line was crossed, line was crossed, line was crossed. Oh, yeah, now that's, that, those are too many lines. Those are too many repeated lines, right? And it's not, again, it's, my opinion is much different. I, I don't think it has to do with a lack of respect. I know that there are going to be a few people that are like, what? I don't believe it has a lack of respect. I believe it's just like an unawareness. Even when you tell them that's crossed the line, there's just, there's, um, I don't think there's maliciously an intention. 
right? Now, for some people, I suppose, but the people in my world don't maliciously intend to hurt me by crossing the line. So how is this relating to words and the impact of words? It's kind of like the boundary. Someone can call me something. If I take it personal, it's my own fucking problem. Now, sorry, I just dropped the F-bomb. It's my own problem. It's my own pile of poo. It's my own pile of poo. Because I can have conversation with someone. I can disagree with someone. They can disagree with me. And if they, you know, choose to use words that at one time would have offended me, I have choices. I can shut that. I can shut that down. I can respectfully leave a room, right? I can respectfully not respond. And it doesn't have to be a battle. It doesn't have to be passive aggressive. And I say this because I've done both, right? I, I have, I, part of my personality is, is passive aggressive. And so as I started to ease into why am I giving meaning to that word, I'm giving meaning to that word because that's what it means for me. There's energy behind that word. Yes, there is. But I get to decide if that energy is going to have an impact when it comes from another human being. So again, this is such a complex conversation because there's so many ways to look at it. So the first way I looked at it, I will share with you is when you say things like, I hate marketing, that goes out to the universe. And the universe hears, she hates marketing. And so it makes ensures that all incredibly awesome marketing tips and tools and techniques and, and technologies and all the pleasure of marketing is not before me because I used the words, I said the words, I felt the words, I hate marketing. Now then there's when somebody else says something to you and you take it personal, you're actually receiving and accepting an energy of the word, which they may or may not have intended. So let's go with that. They may or may not have intended for you to take the word, but you gave the word meaning. And because you gave the word meaning, you're feeling the vibration on your person, on your body, in your soul, in your heart, in your chakras, right? Because you gave it meaning. But what if it didn't have that meaning? What if you actually, in, in receiving what you think is the meaning, what if you asked for clarification? Could you clarify what you meant by that? Because I have a meaning for that and I'm not sure if that's what you meant. And chances are you're taking it personal because it affects one of your core wounds, your core fears, and is tweaking a limiting belief. But what if you didn't have that limiting belief, right? So what if someone called you, right? So I'll use the go back to words. Someone calls me a bitch, I'm like, eh, whatever. Because I don't believe at my heart, in my heart, I am a bitch. I don't believe that. I can behave. I can have moments of that. But in my, in my core, I am kind and loyal and loving. I'm not that. So I don't own that. So it has no meaning to me. I cannot receive the energy of that because I don't give it any meaning. So it's a completely different way to look at things. So when you take things personal, you can go, wait a minute, what's behind me taking this personal? The end result is more peace and prosperity for you, more serenity for you. Wouldn't that be cool if someone could say something to you or about you and it was like, meh, right? 
and it didn't have to hold the meaning that you have. So that's the second one. The third, and, um, and the importance of words and the emotion behind it, and again, this is why things are so complex when it comes to words and the impact of words, is owning what you want to own and having gratitude for the things that you have or the things that you want and using words, so affirmations, so using words and affirmations to create and manifest the life that you want. So that's the third piece where you can have this impact. So for example, you uh, owning things like I am kind or I am brilliant or I am prosperous or I am abundant or I am healthy or I am wealthy or I am whatever, loving, I am lovable, I am passionate, I am magical, I am luminous. And owning that and feeling the words in you and it sends out to the universe, you're owning the I amness of who you are. What you don't want to own are things like this. I am sick. I am tired. Um, I am broke. <laughs> I am sore. I am unhealthy. Or even like, I have a cold. I'm like, people say, don't you, uh, are you sick? No, I'm not sick. I, I might not even be able to talk. I'm not in denial. I'm just not owning it. I'm just not owning it. And so what do you want to own? What's important for you to own? That's the I am. And you feel the emotion. Now, if you say that out loud, if you say that out loud, what happens is the universe hears you both from a vibrational perspective and a sound perspective because you're saying it out loud. So you hear it, you send out this vibration, right? And what ends up happening is you can create and manifest, I believe, my opinion is, at a faster rate because you're utilizing more, um, all the universal laws. You're utilizing so much. Now, if you go into gratitude, right, the, uh, what we desire, what we think about, right, that's what we create. But also what you resist also persists. Because if you're in resistance to something and you keep on thinking about what you're resisting, you will also create that, right? So having gratitude and, and speaking as if it's being manifested right now. So I am so happy and grateful now that, and then whatever it is that you desire to create. You can speak things into existence by having the feeling behind it. But here is the hmm, important piece, right? If you say things that you don't believe, your emotional resonant energy to that will speak louder than your words. So if you say things like, so say, for example, you know, you're um, creating an income of $60,000, $70,000 a year. And you desire to create a million dollar business, a million a revenue. And you start to say, I, uh, I am a millionaire. Listen if there's a yeah, but. I am a millionaire. The, and the yeah, but is where your limiting belief is. And the universe hears the yeah, but. Even if you don't speak it, it hears, it feels the energy of the yeah, but. 
So it's so important for you to understand what the yeah, but is behind the statement. So if you can say it, I am a millionaire, or I have a millionaire uh, mindset that's um, T. Harv Eckler, T. Harv something or other. That's the first time I heard him was that statement was, right? I have a millionaire mindset. If you have no yeah, but behind it, you know that the universe is receiving the energy of which it's intended. It's a desire and it's a clean and clear desire. If there's a yeah, but, so a yeah, but for me would have sounded like, yeah, but you've said that before, right? So I had to work on the yeah, but, right? Simultaneously as creating my I am statements and I am so happy and grateful now that statements. So for the longest time, I couldn't even say I'm a millionaire because I didn't believe it was going to be possible. So there was no way that I should be saying the words because words have impact. But deeper than that, the energy behind the words is really where the impact is. So that's why when people have affirmations or have used affirmations in the past, they go, yeah, that, that doesn't work. Well, more than likely, and I can't say this for sure because I'm not present with that person, but more than likely it was because they had a, a lot of yabbit, a yabbit energy behind it that, and they weren't um, aware of the yabbit. I mean, they weren't aware that the yabbit energy was there. And what they heard was use affirmations to create what you want, but they didn't understand the other piece of that, which is the emotion behind the words is what's fueling it energy and emotion, right? The energy behind the emotion, emotion, energy, uh, emotion. And that's really what, that, um, where the, I guess the rubber hits the road. All right, we are going to, if you can believe it, to our last break for today. Thank you so much for joining me here on Inspired Choices Network. My name is Ranshaw, the show is Ignite Your Success, and I'll see you after the break. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me here in the last little bit of the show. Uh, we're talking about the impact of words and the possibility of how, A, it doesn't have to impact you, but B, really, the energy behind the words and what that means and to uh, be in a space and place where you can create a lot of peace and prosperity in your own life because you stop taking things so personal. It becomes a them problem and not a you problem. And there's um, a lot of empowerment, you know, in that when people, you have conversation with people and you are entirely aware 
that what they're saying about you, what they're saying to you doesn't have to have the impact on you. And if it does, you can look at it through a new lens and a lens of curiosity of, well, isn't that interesting? I'm totally taking that personal. <laughs> and so what about that am I taking, am I taking personal? What fear is being triggered? What core wound is being triggered, right? And it's, it's a simply a, 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 an amazing place to be. You know, in uh, November, yes, in November, there was a uh, group of women that I know that were doing a networking evening event, and uh, and I wasn't personally invited. And usually in that in environment with this group of women, I was part of the planning process, and I wasn't part of the planning process, and I hadn't been part of their planning process for a lot of the things that they were doing, and I wasn't in personally invited to it. And I took it personal. And I, and I would remember um, journaling in the morning, one morning and going, oh, isn't this interesting? I am totally taking this personal. And it was like, what's going on? And what I realized was, you know, one of my uh, fears, you know, what of not being enough, well, fear of criticism was where it comes from. And my wounds, uh, you know, of not being enough and my wound of, you know, being uh, rejected and abandoned and all of that came up, you know, and, and all like past limiting beliefs, past programming came up because I wasn't invited. It's kind of like standing on the sidelines, you know, in the, in the uh, school ground and being the last one picked uh, for sports, uh, which happened to me, right? So that's why I'm using that as an example. And what happens is your brain goes, oh yeah, do you remember when you were like six years old and you were the last person picked for dodgeball and no one wanted to you know, play with you? Your brain immediately goes to that, even if you're not in awareness of the thoughts that go behind it. And the brain goes immediately, you know, creates that, um, that network and goes, oh yeah, remember that, that really hurt. And you don't even know how the memory, you just know, oh, I don't belong and, and not belonging hurts. And then we can go into how the amygdala works, right? Your lizard brain works. And it's like, if you don't belong, you die. Because from a brain perspective, lizard brain perspective, if you were left outside of the cave, you were dead. And that's, that is the truth physiologically, right? If you didn't belong to your tribe, you were left out and you died. And so there is that neural network that was created from many, 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 many genetic lifetimes ago about that. So no wonder we are adverse to wanting uh, to, to not belong. No wonder we have this desire to belong. And it's no wonder we take things personal. What I'm sharing with you, though, is a different way to look at things because you don't have to take it personal when you understand, A, the brain science to it. And I'm, I'm only talking like surface stuff today. But you understand the brain science behind it and you understand how the universe conspires to work with you. And you can, um, you can uh, I guess, be in awareness of, all of the, the things that go behind the nuances of being a human being. And we're complex, right? We have all of these things going on within us. And so that's why words do have an impact and how come words don't have to have an impact. But the most important piece of it is in creation and manifestation is the energy behind it. And it's the energy behind it that will influence your outcome the energy of what you say that will influence your manifestations, the energy of who you are being, not what you do, who you are being that has impact 
on what you're creating and what you're manifesting. So your beingness is so much more influential than what you do or how you do it. So who you are being has this huge impact on your environment. And so I think that's one of the things that we miss when we, when we you know, talk about uh, words are maybe hurting us or we're in this, what's called uh, the cancel, um, you know, can, uh, cancel environment right now. And, and the reason why is because people are taking things so personal, but we, we are, have not been taught how to not take, take things personal. Even with the nursery rhymes, like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, right? Like that's, you know, and that, that like I'm in my 50s, so that was a predominant nursery rhyme when I was growing up. That changed, right, with my kids' age, because it was like, no, words do have an impact and bullying does have an impact, and it does. And so then how else do you create resourcefulness and resilience in your children and none of us really um, knew. So we're just kind of going around one big experiment after another. Does this work? Does this work? Does this work? But if we can take the science and look at it from a scientific perspective, what does work is changing the meaning of what the word is because there's A, there is an energy to it, yes. But there's also from a quantum physics perspective, that's the energy piece to it. But there's also how your brain is wired and your brain um, is creating evidence of the thing that you're offended by. So there's so many levels, so many depths to, you know, to this one very simple subject of words having impact and how we can change that. Because there is, yes, they absolutely. So I gave three examples of that today of how we maybe can look at things just through a different lens so that A, we can be aware of how powerful words are. So stop saying things like, I hate sales and marketing. <laughs> uh, think of a different way for expression. Um, at B, uh, when people say things to you, right? And you don't have to take it personally. You don't have to create a meaning. It's like the, the Les Nessman line, the boundary, and where that's all about and ensuring that your awareness of the boundary, but you're not offended when someone crosses the boundary. Right. So that's a great one. And the third one that I ended the show with was understanding the importance of affirmations, right, and to help you create and manifest. But that what's uh, the deeper meaning behind that, right, is the energy behind the words. And so you can have the best affirmations ever. But if you have so many yeah, buts, it's going to be a tough one to do. So be in awareness of your yeah, buts, because that's the most important thing. Thanks, everyone, for joining me. Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. Ranchell returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.